Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In episode number 17, my plan was to expose you to what's happening with TikTok in the United States. But after publishing and listening to the episode for myself, I realized that it was kind of long and a bit boring. And when I thought about doing part two, I realized that I have no intention of becoming a news outlet or focusing too much on political situations. I don't even like politics. So I won't even do part two of that episode because I think it would be a waste of everyone's time. And if you know me, then you know I hate wasting people's time and I hate having my time wasted. So let's get into a new episode with a much more interesting and important topic. A lot of people think that fluency is the only thing that matters when learning a new language. They think that knowing every word and formulating grammatically perfect sentences is what will make them great English speakers. What they fail to realize is that simply being able to speak and comprehend English is not the same thing as being able to communicate effectively in English. They fail to realize that absolutely no one cares about how many words you know, how well you can comprehend various accents, or how good or bad your sentence structure is. I can guarantee you that absolutely no one gives a fuck about any of that. What people really care about is how you communicate. They want to know if you're listening attentively. They want to know that you respect them enough to give them your undivided attention. They want to know what you have to say and if you can say it without being rude or disrespectful. They want to know if you're capable of letting the conversation be about something other than yourself. They're paying attention to your nonverbal cues. They want to know if you're truly interested in the person you're speaking with or if you're just doing everything you can to make yourself seem interesting. Every day of the week, in my classes, on social media, and in the streets, I come across people who are painfully unaware of how poor their communication skills are. They're painfully unaware of all the stupid things they're doing to ruin conversations, leave bad impressions on people, and ultimately squander precious opportunities to make more connections, make more money, 
and grow as an individual. I'd like to think that you don't want to be one of those people. And this may be selfish of me to say, but I certainly don't want you to be one of those people. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about all the stupid shit you're probably doing and how it's causing you to be somebody that no one wants to talk to. And the first of those things is overestimating the importance of what you have to say. I'm sure most of us have come across that guy who truly believes that everything that comes out of his mouth is the most interesting thing that has ever been said. You can tell by the look on his face that he really enjoys hearing himself speak. What he fails to realize is that he's the only person who loves hearing him speak. His need to feel important and in control leads him to overlook the possibility that other people might want to contribute to the conversation. That other people might get tired of watching him vomit verbally. He's the type of guy who will give you a five-minute response to a yes or no question. He's the type of guy who tries to show social dominance by talking louder and more than everyone else. He's the type of guy who assumes he knows exactly what you're going to say before you say it, while also thinking that everything he says is fascinating and unpredictable. He's the type of guy who doesn't have complete control over his own ego. You don't want to be that guy. As a boss, all of your employees will resent you. As a partner, your significant other will stop communicating with you. As a friend, your friends will get bored of you. And as an individual, you'll become drunk on toxic self-love and attract only other people who are drunk on an overestimated sense of self-importance. And all of your conversations will be nothing more than a group of individuals trying to prove to the others that they're the most important. You don't want to be that guy. Another stupid thing you might be doing to ruin conversations is dividing your attention. I'm sure that at one point or another, we've all been talking to someone who refused to stop looking at their phone during the conversation. Think about the last time you experienced that. How did it make you feel? Probably like that person didn't care much about you or what you were saying. Probably like that person didn't have much respect or admiration for you. Probably like that person saw you as boring. Probably like you were wasting your time by trying to talk to that person. What's strange is that even though all of us know how unpleasant it is to be treated that way, many of us still treat others that way. We scroll on our phones while talking to our kids. We scroll on our phones while out on dates. We read and respond to text messages while we're supposed to be listening to the person sitting right in front of us. What's even more strange is that we only do that when the other person is talking. You might have noticed that these people only scroll and text while you're talking. But when it's their turn to say something, the phone becomes less important. And they look at you while they speak, thus overestimating the importance of what they have to say and underestimating anyone else's words. Dividing your attention by scrolling on your phone, surfing the web, or continuing to listen to your music while someone else is speaking to you 
is one of the most disrespectful things you can do in a conversation. The dictionary defines respect as consideration and admiration for someone. It involves treating them with kindness and recognizing their worth as human beings. And you might say, Tony, Tony, aren't you being a little dramatic? Just because I multitask while talking to someone doesn't mean that I don't respect them. And you'd be wrong. If you don't believe me, then I'll prove it to you. Imagine your favorite artist or athlete or entertainer had sat down at your dinner table. What would you do? Would you pull out your phone and get on TikTok? Would you be texting your boss about the report that's due this Friday? Of course not. You'd be engaged, paying attention with your eyes and ears completely focused on them. You'd be nodding your head, eh? yeah, yeah, to show that you're listening and understanding. You'd be asking questions and you'd be hanging on to every word that came out of their mouths. You'd be showing them respect. To give your time and undivided attention to someone is to show them the highest possible form of respect. I don't need to tell you that time is a limited resource and once it's gone, it's gone. And to make things worse, none of us know exactly how much we have left, which gives us even more motivation not to waste it. So when you give someone your time, which goes hand in hand with your undivided attention, you're essentially saying, I value you enough to give you a piece of my most precious and limited resource, knowing that I'll never get it back from you. You're not willing to do that for people you don't respect, like, or care about, right? If you want to know what someone values most at any given moment, just take note of what they're paying attention to. And so each time you disrespect someone by not giving them your undivided attention during a conversation, you're just leaving a bad impression on them by communicating that they're not important enough to receive your full attention. And that's the kind of message that people will remember you for. You'll be remembered as the asshole who refuses to show basic respect to anyone you view as inferior. Which is ironic because you'd certainly feel disrespected and unappreciated if someone did it to you. So trust me, you don't want to be that guy. You also don't want to be the guy that can only speak about himself and what he finds interesting. In the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie talks a lot about how to be successful in social situations. And you might be surprised to know that most of the advice in his book has nothing to do with trying to be interesting or charismatic. Most of his tips involve focusing on what the other person is saying, what the other person is interested in, and what the other person thinks or believes. No one likes a self-centered social slob who's only satisfied when the conversation is about him. Nobody is as interested in you as you are interested in yourself. People are interested in themselves. So what makes you think that people want to sit and listen to you talk about yourself? People who only speak of themselves and their own interests demonstrate a desperate need to be the center of attention. They communicate an obsession with the self and a general disinterest in the world outside of themselves. These people are boring. 
And although I'm sure they've always existed, we've definitely seen a dramatic increase in the number of these people because social media has led us to believe that we should all be the center of attention that, and that our value as people is proportionate to the amount of validation we get from others. But I'm telling you now that if you can be one of the few people who are capable of sharing the spotlight, capable of being curious enough to consider different perspectives, hobbies, belief systems, and ways of life, capable of conversing for hours without saying a single thing about yourself, you will be one of the few people that others actually look forward to speaking with. People love it when you take interest in their thoughts, their experiences, and their beliefs because it almost never happens. People love it when you talk about what they're interested in because that's something you typically do with friends. So if you want to make more friends, learn how to talk about something other than yourself, bruh. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, another stupid thing many of us do to ruin conversations is rudely interrupt people. Now, my perspective on interruption has changed over the years. I used to think that interrupting someone was rude and that it communicated a lack of class and self-control. But these days, I see it as a tool that can be used for more effective communication. And it's important to remember that communication involves both speaking and listening. Now, interruptions are viewed differently depending on your cultural background, your hometown, your family and friends, and your own opinions. In some cultures or friend groups, it's totally normal for one to interrupt another who's already speaking because no one takes themselves too seriously and if you thought of something to say, then you should share it. In episode number eight of this podcast, you learned about the difference between givers and takers. And in a group full of takers, interruptions are commonplace because takers love to be in control of the conversation. So everyone is jockeying for position and trying to overpower one another. They're not offended by other takers. In fact, it's as if they view conversations as verbal combat, and whoever can speak the most and the best will be the victor. Now, I'm obviously not saying this is how all takers think, because I don't know what people think. I'm simply sharing my observations, and I could be completely off base here, okay? Now, in other cultures and friend groups, interrupting someone who is speaking is viewed as very rude and disrespectful. 
if someone is speaking, I should listen attentively and let them finish because to listen is to respect. So in conversations with people like this, you'll see them play a game of verbal tennis. You say something and knock the ball over to my side of the court. I think about it, say something, and knock it back over to you. Back and forth, back and forth. Everyone involved gets a chance to speak, and everyone listens attentively to the other. It's as if they're involved in a graceful dance, and both of them leave the dance floor satisfied and excited to see their partner again soon. Now, I'm not here to say which way is better or worse. I'm here to remind you that part of being a great communicator is having a good awareness, understanding, and respect for different styles of communication. I don't see interrupting people as inherently rude anymore, but I do think that interruption is a skill that one must learn, especially when dealing with different kinds of people on a regular basis. I once taught English to a guy who told me that he was confused by the fact that I never interrupted him. In his mind, if I wasn't interrupting him with my own thoughts and opinions, it meant that I had nothing to say and I was happy to let him talk as long as he wanted. He said that he was actually waiting for me to interrupt and contribute something to the conversation. In his mind, this is how conversations worked. Now, I've also worked with people who got discouraged when someone would interrupt them. They viewed interruptions as an indication that the other person wasn't interested in what they had to say. And although that can definitely be true, it's not always true. People interrupt you at different times for different reasons, and it's almost never personal. As far as I can tell, you can lump all of the reasons for interruption into just two categories. The first one, the person you're speaking with thinks that what they have to say is more interesting than whatever you're saying at the moment. And the second one is that the person you're speaking with thinks whatever you're saying is so interesting that they have to make sure they understand you or ask you to elaborate on your idea before you continue. So, for example, let's imagine you're talking to your friend about uh, your career choice. You've been really confused lately and you're not sure what you want to do with your life and you've been doing some research about becoming a commercial pilot, right? And you want to tell your friend about it. So in situation or category one, you might be saying, man, you know, I've been really confused lately and I was doing some research and I thought about becoming a pilot. And before you can even finish your thought, your friend might jump in and cut you off and interrupt you and say, oh, man, my cousin tried to become a pilot. It was so hard. He failed. He just gave up on it, man. I don't know if you really want to do that, man. Pilots got to travel all the time and it's really expensive to get certified and they got to fly so many hours and blah, blah, blah. All this unnecessary negative information that nobody asked for. And it, it, like they had to cut you off just to say all that shit. Wouldn't even let you finish your initial idea, right? They thought that whatever they had to say was much more interesting and important than what you were saying. Now consider the same situation. But after you say, I've been thinking, I've been doing research and I want to become a commercial pilot. And then you go on to your next thought. Maybe somewhere in that, that part of your speech, they stop you. Hang on, what do you, what's a commercial pilot? What does that mean? Is that flying like uh, Delta Airlines planes or Avianca? Or is that like flying planes over farms? What do commercial pilots do? How long would it take you to get certified? How much do they get paid? They're stopping you to ask for clarification about what you said. 
It's like, you can continue talking, but let me just make sure something's clear. Let me make sure I understood. Let me make sure we're on the same page. That's a perfect time to interrupt someone. Hopefully you can see the distinction between these two categories, these two reasons for interrupting someone. Now, another stupid thing that many of us do to ruin conversations is make nothing but statements or ask nothing but questions. Someone who makes nothing but statements is often only interested in their own thoughts and opinions. They make no effort to see things from different perspectives, and they typically aren't listening attentively with the intention of learning something new or understanding you better. We've already established that this is the definition of a boring human being. Someone who asks nothing but questions often overestimates the thoughts and opinions of others while undervaluing their own. Talking with these people makes us feel like we're in a job interview. And we hate job interviews. And so, not having your own opinions or being afraid to express them also makes for a boring human being. The key is to find that balance between speaking and listening, declaring and questioning, giving and taking. You feel me? People enjoy speaking with someone who's mature enough to think for themselves while also humble enough to take interest in what other people think and believe. There's nothing wrong with passionately expressing all of your opinions, but I encourage you to listen with just as much passion and enthusiasm. I encourage you to become curious. If you're given the opportunity to express yourself, take it and say exactly what you mean. Nothing more and absolutely nothing less. And when you're given the opportunity to listen and learn something, take it and listen attentively to each and every word that's being said. A lot of people are very lazy with their self-expression and choice of words, so they say things that make sense on the surface, but don't necessarily express exactly what they mean to say. For example, let's imagine your wife comes home from work and she needs to vent. And in this context, to vent means to express one's feelings or emotions, typically negative ones, in order to relieve the stress of those feelings and emotions, right? You just need to let it all out. Just vent, just blow all that hot air and frustration and negativity outward, right? That's what it means to vent. So your wife says, I am so tired of dealing with the assholes at my job. Now on the surface, that makes sense. Most people would understand the idea she's trying to communicate. But what exactly does she mean by that? What happened at work? Why does it bother her so much? What is she going to do about it? Is there something you can do to help her relieve the stress? These kinds of questions and concerns are often overlooked because many of us aren't really listening when someone speaks. We just hear the words they say and assume we know what they mean. But if you can learn to listen more attentively, cultivate more curiosity, and ask better questions, it'll actually help you make better and more interesting statements. And all of that will make it more of a pleasure to speak with you. Now, there are many things we can do to leave good or bad impressions on people, and these are just a few. It's important to remember that you should take all of my opinions with a grain of salt. And the phrase to take 
something, in this case my opinions, to take something with a grain of salt basically means that you should be skeptical or cautious in accepting my opinions as true or accurate, right? You should consider the fact that I might be influenced by my own cognitive biases, my own knowledge or lack thereof, and other factors that may affect my opinions before accepting them as true. Essentially, what I'm saying is don't take my word for it. Do your own research and decide for yourself. That's what it means to take something with a grain of salt. So again, take my opinions with a grain of salt. This is not fact. This is opinion. And as I said before, our ideas of a good conversation or a great communicator can change from country to country, culture to culture, and person to person. The point of this episode is that you should invest more time into learning about these differences so you can adapt to them more easily. The mark of a great communicator is being able to communicate in many different ways with many different kinds of people. Those who lack this skill are at a distinct disadvantage in their professional lives, their love lives, as well as in all of their platonic relationships. So before you ruin another conversation or squander another opportunity to connect and grow with others, remember that you should never overestimate the importance of what you have to say, disrespectfully divide your attention when talking to people, speak only about yourself and your interests, rudely interrupt people, or make nothing but statements or ask nothing but questions. I find it hard to believe that anyone enjoys talking to people who do these things. So if you want to be someone that people enjoy speaking with, start investing in your communication skills. Thank you so much for your time and your attention, my friend. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Real English Radio. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.